When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your programming. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock in the magnificent studio. A, become a diehard. Go PHNX.com. Pick up a free hat and or t-shirt every single year. We're diehard for Cardinal fans here. Leave us a like. Subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. I feel like we've got some real tangible news or what could be tangible news to kick off the show today, Bob Brock. Yes, we do. Hopefully you won't have to uh, poo-poo this thing too early, right? Okay. I mean, here I am in this palace of a studio. Mama, I made it. Finally here in the big leagues. Uh, Johnny, he's at his home and of course, the East Valley. But I'm here in the premier studios PHNX Sports enjoying myself. We got Damon Dog. He's on the ones and twos making it sound yep. so good. And uh, yeah, we're going to see if uh, maybe there's a trade fit potentially for a superstar cornerback. It's certainly a position of need for the cards, Johnny Venerable. Yes. And uh, what's up to everybody in the chat? Richard Chase, the Dice Kids, Classy Nasty. The gang's all here funneling in for some cards talk, some cards therapy. We have a loaded show today, but I would be remiss if we did not start with what I think was kind of buried yesterday. So, Bo, you and I were texting late into the evening, as we are known to do. And uh, we saw an Instagram post from one uh, Jair Alexander. And if you don't remember, Jair Alexander, first rounder out of where, Bo Brock? Uh, That would be Louisville. Uh, which is the alma mater of Google Brock. <laughs> One Jonathan Gannon. Wow, we Correct. are already connecting the big-time dots here. Big brains on display today. <laughs> uh, and Jair Alexander had a, had a tumultuous year with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, remember when he walked out and said he was a captain, but he wasn't a captain? And the Packers head coach, Matt LaFleur, kind of threw him under the bus. Mm. And uh, it, it seemed a little rocky. And at that time, our distinguished uh, well, acumen football IQ audience said we should trade for Jair Alexander. And at the time, I'm just like, I don't know, like maybe the Cardinals could entertain that with the Packers, really. Then came yesterday as Jair Alexander took to his Instagram to say a couple of things, but specifically thanked Packer fans yeah. on six great years with the organization. So think about that. He's a first rounder in 2018, he's a phenomenal player. He's in discussion for one of the best up-and-coming corners in football. They subsequently extend him, 
And now he's going on Instagram, Bull Brock, saying, basically, like, peace and out. See you guys. I That's mean, right. what are you making of Just like giving a fond farewell. And everybody's like, wait, you're leaving? It's like, you just got here, right? We just signed the make, big mega million extension. Like, you're getting premium position money, you know, top corner in the league. His 2020 season, he was the best in the corner in football. Yeah. And then 2021, 2022, rock solid years. This one, as you said, a little bit uneven, right? He, he wasn't yeah. exactly clamps out there. Uh, you couldn't just put it on, on Jire out, uh, Island. But, I mean, this was a guy that you, I think you look at the numbers and he's a solid corner in the NFL. And those don't absolutely just like can't just find him anywhere. So I think Jair Alexander, it's it's just his kind of the curious case of Jair continues and, and gets a little bit wilder as like that that game this season where he got the massive fine because he went out as a as a non-captain one of the funniest of the nfl football right. season and his reasoning his logic still it's a head scratcher he's like well you know the game was in carolina they play in charlotte i'm from charlotte so i should be out there right i'm from charlotte bro yeah i should be out there deciding whether or not we're gonna get the uh the coin toss if we're gonna defend or if we're going to receive and he got that wrong as well he's out there representing the Packers as a non-captain and making the wrong choice at the same time that's why the Packers were like what's going on here and now he's saying okay like see thank you so much for six great seasons and I'm gonna take my stuff and I'm gonna go play elsewhere one of the other 31 at franchises can I just say Jonathan Gannon would have made Jair Alexander a captain for that game, but that's neither here or there. Here's the <laughs> post we alluded to on Instagram. Jair Alexander, thank you, God. Thank you, Lambo, for six years. Thank you for to those who showed love throughout my journey. Uh, that seems like a pretty heartfelt and to the point, goodbye, I'm out of here. And here's why I believe Jair Alexander will be made available for a trade by the Green Bay Packers. Number one, Matt LaFleur obviously has issues with him. And Matt LaFleur is playing with all the house money right now after the year the Packers just had. If, if Matt LaFleur wants to trade Jair Alexander, he's getting traded. Number two, what happened today with the Green Bay Packers? They just fired the defensive coordinator that molded Jair Alexander in Joe Barry. So they're going to have a new defensive coordinator. So perfect time then to pivot. Number three, Jordan Love's going to get a massive extension this offseason. And while it won't kick in this offseason, Jair Alexander is under contract for not one, not two, the next three years for a combined roughly $75 million. It's, I think it equates to about $24, $25 million per year. So all that into the equation, I believe that the Packers are going to listen on trade offers. And I think if he's putting that out there, and it's not a dispute over money or years because we know he's under contract. I wonder if both the parties are just like, we're going to we're gonna look for a trade. We're going to get you out of town. Now the fact comes up, or the question I should say comes up, would the Cardinals be interested in a 26, soon to be 27-year-old cornerback under contract given his situation, dare I say, the baggage that comes with it, especially when you consider that Oz and Ford and Gannon are anti-ego before I give you my opinion and what I've heard, well, give me your two two cents because you say at the top of the show you might throw water on this, right? You know, I think that his ego is harmless. Like I think okay. it's I it's do too. More, by the way. I think it's a character. Like he's got the shades on, he's got the pit vipers or whatever you know sunglasses brand uh, that he's rocking there, and he's he's just popping into some you know reporter doing a stand up in front of Lambo and, and saying hilarious things. Like he'd be so fun to watch. 
and to root for, uh, for any franchise for that matter. But, you know, I think that there's a lot to like about Jair Alexander. I think that his resume is as impressive as it gets for a defensive back, for a cornerback right now, especially at the outside corner position, which the Arizona Cardinals desperately need. Solid player. Elite in 2020, as I said. Good, really good in 2021, 2022, and solid this season, despite it being a bit uneven to his standards. In his prime, 27 years old, right, Johnny? And as you said, locked in. Someone you explore as he becomes available, what will you immediately start to peel back that onion? The Packers would be insane to deal him, and here's why. Because the dead money that they would have to take on in order to deal him, that's like quarterback worthy. Like we see, you know, the the Broncos willing to move off Russell Wilson and absorb $37 million. The Packers would move on from a solid player, a guy playing in his prime, and absorb $27 million as it stands right now in the first season to just trade him. I just don't know if that's realistic. I mean, did the Cardinals not just do that something comparable with DeAndre Hopkins last offseason? I mean, yeah, they, they were in the beginning of a rebuild. The Packers were just in the divisional round. They were are they rebuilding their defense but the are they, championship game? Are they rebuilding their defense though? Like that that's are they gonna say the offense is gonna carry us while we go through some growing pains? You know, the Packers have never been shy off moving off of big personalities or established players for they're a draft and develop organization. And if there's a player in their late 20s that doesn't exemplify what they want as a franchise, they will move off of that player. We know that definitively. And I'm with you on the dead money. That's the biggest question mark right now. But I I don't think it's out of of the ordinary. They have caps money to spend. It wouldn't behoove them to not go out and sign other players. They would be in a position to still be active in free agency. And it would be more about what would the asset that they would get back right now here today make it worth their while? It would be a net loss. It would be a net loss for Green Bay if, and you can't like post uh, designate a trade. Yeah, as far as how it it impacts the cap, like they would have to figure out a move post June first, and that could happen, right? And Mm -hmm. they could, you know, split the dead money from in twenty twenty four and in twenty twenty five. And it makes it a little bit easier, but it's still a pretty significant hit for both both seasons. It's just look, you, you can say hey, you can point to hey, there, there's a the change as, as far as the defensive coordinator, and he's been the guy that's been there uh, in in Green Bay since he's been there, and while he's achieved success, and that it seems like the writing's been on the law on the wall for divorce, but it's got to make sense financially. And it just doesn't make sense, especially with with Green Bay and in, in finding out what they did about Jordan Love. And to kind of, kind of kick this this do- this window open, and to part ways with a very talented player at a premium position, um, but also at the same time having to absorb like it's a minute loss of three million dollars. Like they're going to have to figure out what they're going to do and pay Jordan Love at the same time. I just don't think. I think that if if they are going to entertain it, like they're they're going to have to kick this can down the offseason highway a bit before they truly figure out what to do. Like, I don't think this, if, if he's going to be traded, it's not going to be imminent relative to when the off season really kicks off in March. Well, and also like, are, is Jair's, is his people forcing the issue? Is he trying to force the issue here? Are the Packers just telling them you need to lay low and he's doing the opposite. Uh, as folks in the the chat allude to something that Bo, you and I have known for about a week is that uh, Jim Harbaugh <laughs> going to the, 
Los Angeles Chargers, congratulations to Jim and his family. Excited for Jim. Uh, and that franchise needs a, a shot in the arm. And uh, Jim's a fantastic uh, coach and, and human being. Um, okay. You've got it better than the LA Chargers right now. Uh, I don't know. Nobody. Brock nobody. Bowers at five. Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> well, we're doing Cooper DeGene at five, as Jim Harbaugh wanted in the PFF mock drive simulator yesterday. Um, I asked somebody close to the situation about Jair Alexander today. Yeah. And I, I didn't get it completely dismissed because as you know, and we've talked about on the show, they are going to explore trades for maybe overpriced corners. Yeah. However, I got a definitive not for 27. So let me repeat that. I got a definitive. It wouldn't be for pick 27. They value, and maybe we should lump this into consideration as it relates to Brian Burns or Josh Allen. They value that fifth-year option, I think, more than even we're letting on in the first round. Where? However, I've been pounding that. I've been banging that drum. You're, you're a smart oh, guy. Wow. Bobrock. <laughs> I think I think the Packers, number one, would consider 35. And I if the Cardinals get to a point where they deem him worthy, I could see them offering 35. I don't think anything is imminent. 35 is basically like another first-rounder. But you don't have the benefit of the fifth-year option. So... If I'm the Packers, I'm not trading him for anything less than a top 40 pick. Is somebody giving up a true first for him? That remains to be seen. Cardinals have a nice little sweetener at the top of the second round. If they decide, number one, we don't really love these corners in free agency. Nobody's available that we would go out and pursue aggressively. And then also, like, is Jalen Johnson going to make more money than Jair Alexander? I mean, there's that's a possibility. So too many, too many factors at play. But what I was told definitively, right? No, I, I would say no corner trade for twenty-seven. They want the fifth year. That makes option. sense. That makes yeah. sense, doesn't it? Um, yeah. And I also think that the Arizona Cardinals are going to want to have some sort of idea or solution for the cornerback position before they're on the clock for the twenty twenty-four NFL draft. Like I think that they're going to, and I just don't think that the Green Bay Packers have the ability to do that where they, they've got $7,000 in projected cap space right now, $7,000. Yeah. Some of us, some of us are fortunate enough to have about that in our checking account or savings account, whatever right now, the same amount of money as the NFL franchise has to spend going in the 2024 uh, off season. And they've got a quarterback contract to, to do, to redo yeah. with Jordan Love, because he certainly earned it with his, what would we figure out? 36 total touchdowns, 32 passing. He's getting over $40 million. He's going to get four, over $40 million. And if they trade Jair Alexander, it's a net loss of $3 million. So $3 million in 7000 in But you're if shedding what they money have in future years, and you're getting back a premium asset and and it, it's nobody. not from a cardinal standpoint it just ma it makes sense right you've got right. the assets in order to acquire the player and you've got the money to pay the player now and in the future but unfortunately the packers they i don't think they can make it financially work unless they've got a willing party in, in Jair Alexander and maybe he is with this post that he he had up on IG yesterday i mean it is i've, I've been to Lambeau Field it's a beautiful stadium Everything else is is about what you think. It's in a neighborhood. It doesn't have the most vibrant nightlife. I mean, Scottsdale is a different animal. Downtown Phoenix, different animal. So, I think we could. I think we could sell him on that. Absolutely. It's Take not about that. 
It's about the the Packers. The Packers are not in a position to make this deal. Thank uh, Brian. Johnny has seven K. Show us the, the card. My <laughs> what do you say? We he's talking. You talking about my savings account? Seven grand. <laughs> now he wants to see my desert financial debit card. We haven't gotten to that read yet, Brian. Shame on you. Uh, uh, what what are we saying here? Um, okay, so everybody's saying sensible bow. It's funny though. Like we have sensible bow and we have sensible people in the chat. Everything I see on Twitter is trade form, trade form, trade form. I like. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. Like, yeah, I think it could get. I think it could get done if both parties are motivated. How motivated are the Packers, though? Yeah, and that's what it comes down to. Also, do you want to be in a position like Austin Ford was last year, where you're letting a star player dictate what's going on? The Packers just had this fantastic season, and now they've got a corner who feels maybe a little disrespected, trying to force his way out of town. What happened last year? Buda Baker telling Austin Ford, "You need to trade me," but that was over money. This is not over money. This is over maybe respect. If he and Matt LaFleur don't get along, and Matt LaFleur is like, go get a pick for him. I, I mean, what, what are you going to say if you're the, the Packers GM, the president of football ops? Matt LaFleur has all the cachet right now the to do whatever GM, he wants. like, refused to move Aaron Rodgers when he was done two years ago. Well, that, that's different. Come on. That's How's a quarterback a versus a defensive You've got back. an eccentric personality in Jair Alexander, and then you've got probably – as far as the, the most, I, I guess, stubborn or arrogant personality, and I don't mean that like in a horrible way, but right. you know, as far as Aaron Rodgers, like he he wanted out of Green Bay, he did two years ago, and and they they finally made the move. I, I just don't think that this is going to truly for if if Aaron Rodgers couldn't really truly force their hand until really like just completely decimating that relationship and, and saying I'm I'm either going to retire, I'm going to be a Jet. You know, yeah. I, I just don't think that Jair Alexander knows what he's getting into just yet. The, the Packers will dig in, and they write, they should. He's, he put his name on the dotted line to become one of the highest-paid corners in the league. And he, it, the dead money there is, is a very real problem that they just can't say, well, you know what? He doesn't mesh with LaFleur. He, he's already made the post on Instagram. Let's just make a deal because it just won't work, and especially with where this team is now, they're in win mode, and they're not just going to start to just become charitable. And say hey, we're going to give up uh, our top corner for a second day draft pick. Yeah. I, I listen. I get the rationale. I wish it was that easy. I wish it was that easy. I wish it was just here's the credit card. Go out there and get this. Would but you make you the tra- Would you make the trade for pick thirty five? For, for if I'm the Cardinals, yeah, and you have and you have a willing. Uh, team in the, in the and he wants yeah if the Packers would do it and yeah. he wants to be an Arizona Cardinal would yes. you do it for thirty five yes yeah I, I would too I don't like I get the rationale for twenty seven thirty five it's like he immediately becomes CB one you don't have to force the issue at corner at any other point in the off season you could draft another one you could sign some later guys and you'd still have your your premium two picks I, I somebody's saying the Packers won't do that okay well I mean. It's a, you're almost getting a first round pick for Jair Alexander, who maybe is feuding with their head coach. I, I don't want to say like the Packers wouldn't do that. I think to Bo's point, to the chat's point, like if it, if it doesn't get done, it's a money thing. But if, if it comes out that the Packers are shopping him, I think pick 35 is about as good as you could hope to do. If you're the Packers, like wide receivers, like Tyreek Hill, who are complete game changers on a different level are traded for picks in the twenties. Same with Stefan Diggs, right? I mean, this is a number one corner who's solid, but he's not an elite player right now. 
Pick 35. I, I guarantee you pick 35 would be the best you could do if you're the Packers. I think that would be a per- it'd be if money's the not an issue, it is like the perfect situation for both teams, in my opinion. Because you and I are both of the mindset. If they want Brian Burns, Carolina is going to demand a one. And I think they'll get a one from somebody. I, I think if you say I have a fringe first round pick and the Packers are motivated, I think that would get it done. But we'll see. I mean, it's 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 definitely worth keeping an eye on. There's only one position that consistently gets a first rounder in return, and it's quarterback. You know, I mean, I mean, I know that there's examples of, of wide receivers and, and like you've seen, I don't know, has a corner ever been like, what was the Revis deal back in the day? I think these it days was like 13 overall receivers. Huh? I think it's these, safe to say these days receivers, like uh, the top 10 guys go for first rounders. Yeah. Jair Alexander's a, he's a top 10 corner. That's we could safely say that. I mean, I know yeah. that he he's not the same guy he was two years ago, but really good player. I mean, like Montez Sweat went for a second round pick. I think, and but that was during the season when at the trade deadline teams are asking for more. I think Montez Sweat's a better player than Jair Alexander right now, more of an impact, and he went for a second round pick. I yeah. Mean, thir- the Packers, if the Packers were motivated, they would take 35. I, I disagree with people saying that's not enough in the chat. Probably Packer fans. Like, what do you think you're going to get, Packer fans, higher than 35? I'm I'm curious. You just mentioned Darrell Rivas. Tampa did, like, the 13th pick. Darrell Rivas was considered the best cornerback in the NFL yeah. and was Hall of Fame trajectory. As you mentioned, Jair Alexander, is he's not Sauce Gardner. He's not a t- I don't even know if he's a top five corner. He's a top 10 number one corner. And to, to me, it's like, here's pick 35. Uh, Don, $1.99 Super Chat. I don't know if he's a Gannon guy, has a lot of ego. I think sometimes we confuse, like, swag with ego. Like, I had never heard any negativity surrounding him up until that issue with he and LaFleur with the captain thing, Bo. I I'd right. always heard good guy. They Packers wouldn't have extended him had he had an ego. They would have moved him. He's, he's a personality. And yeah. sometimes, like... He, and, and he's also, I mean, there, there is a bit of a diva. The, the post was a bit of a diva move. Like, well, now is he turning into one because he wants out? Yeah. Merv jumping in with a uh, super chat as well. Let's check it out. Nine ninety nine. Thank you so much. Our guy Merv. I'll pass on Jair Alexander. I just don't think he's a money guy echoing uh, what our last listener put in the chat as well. Jair is young. Great. But Guys, expensive in a hothead on the field. Imagine the flags flying during DK and Jair matches. Kind of would like to sign up for that. I'd love to see that. I, I love like the the matchups. You know, in, in when you have a good corner going up against the top wide receiver. And you know, like Will Hernandez is a is a hothead, and he didn't necessarily get like overly flagged throughout in his two years so far as an Arizona Cardinal. I think if you're well coached and you understand what's going on. I think a guy like Jair Alexander, especially playing for a guy like JG, you know, incidents will happen, but not to where it's just going to be a a true consistent detriment to the team. Yeah, I, I, I think it's moot. It's a moot point. Like, because I just don't think it's, it's, it's happening. Merv, another super chat. Thank you so much, Merv. 499. Remind everybody, like this video. Let's get to 300 likes here on a football Wednesday. But then again, if he wants to come here, suit up Jair, get your uh, get ready to learn how to be a team player. I just think some guys just want to be 
loved and empowered. And I think there, there was a youth movement that happened this year. Remember, the Packers were the youngest team in the NFL this year. And they're the youngest team in the NFL to make the playoffs. And Jair is 26, 20, going to be 27. He's not an older player by any means, but he's one of the oldest players on the team. Right. And if all year they hear the defense sucks, you guys are terrible, fire the coordinator, and he's feuding with the head coach potentially, it, he's probably just like, you know what? This team's on a different trajectory. I, maybe my services would be better off spent elsewhere. Where like the Packers are playing with so much house money and give them credit. They should have made the NFC championship. They have their franchise quarterback now. They're not paying anybody. They they have a chance to go rebuild their defense all by itself this, this offseason. They've hit on offensive skill players. Jair Alexander probably feels left out. And, and here, the Cardinals, yeah. in my in, you know, his the Cardinals need star players. They need a player like Jair Alexander. The, they don't have enough stars. And he would immediately come here and be embraced as you're our CB1. Go out there and ball for a head coach that specializes in defensive backs. Now, I would much rather, and it is real dependent on who becomes available in free agency. I think you and I would much rather take, you know, a Jalen Johnson, a Legereus Sneed, instead of giving up assets, trading for him, and then taking on the contract. Um, that that just seems like a better situation. But also, you know, to the report uh, and what you have very well sourced is that the Arizona Cardinals are going to attack free agency right out of the gates in rebuilding their front seven. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that that's, that's a big key. Like you could get Jair Alexander in here, but if you don't have a front seven getting consistent pressure, it doesn't matter. He, be t- he, he goes from a guy that was above average to pedestrian and then he, he worth a lick. Well, and that's what kind of happened in Green Bay this year is their their front seven was pretty average. They had, I mean, Devondre Campbell starts at linebacker for them. And, and their 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 pass rush is just okay. And and he suffered from that. Um, so I, I'm with you. I again, if if this is a conversation that's available to have, they'd be irresponsible not to have it. But I again, nothing, nothing is eminent. However, I do think it's it's a situation that bears watching for this reason, and this reason alone, Damon Dog, let's see the tail of the tape as it relates to Jair Alexander. We mentioned a lot of this. So he's only 26. Now he does turn 27 <laughs> in February. Look at his picture. He's a two-time Pro Bowler. He's a two-time second-team All-Pro, and he's got 10 career picks. And he's he's a bona fide number one corner, and he went to the alma mater, your head coach. So, again, if people are, are scoffing at this, like 35, pick 35. I mean, once upon a time, this team traded a second-round pick for Chandler Jones that age pretty well. You would hope that if you traded for him, 27, 28, 29, you would get at least three years of, of really high-end cornerback play. Not bad. No, I, I don't think that that's the, you know, that, that's, those, those are great numbers, but at the same time, you know, you, the contract numbers are, are the ones that are going to be at, at play the most this offseason. No doubt about it. Sensible bow. Uh, there's no place for sensible bow uh, in the chat. Put that on a t-shirt, the merchandise locker. Uh, we should make sensible bow a promo code with BetMGM. But in the meantime, you'll have to settle for the sweet, sweet sound of PHNX is the bonus code. Bet five, get one fifty-eight instantly with our friends at BetMGM. Chiefs, Ravens. How about a little? Uh, we just mentioned them. Niners, Lions action this weekend. You want to parlay some of that? I like the two favorites. Bet five, 158 instantly as a new customer with our friends at BetMGM. All you got to do, 
place at least five bucks on a standard odds priced. And once you do and you place your bet, you're going to receive 158 in bonus bets, regardless of the outcome of your wager. So you, you get to use them right away. Doesn't matter if you win or lose. If you win, you get your winnings plus 158. If you lose, you still get the 158. What could be better than checking us out? BetMGM bonus code PHNX with our friends at the BetMGM Sportsbook. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy Damon Dog talk about it in the disclaimer. One problem call 800 Gambler. Available in the U.S. Call 877 Hope and Y. Works at Hope and Y 467-369-0. Call 800-327-5050. Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 800 Next Step Arizona. 1-800 Bets Off Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for Confidential Help Michigan. 1-800-910023 Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Good corners are tough to come by. Great gummies are not here in our great state of Arizona because our friends of OG's Brands, they got you covered. They've been cooking it up for a long time. Visit ogsbrands.com. Check out their full product line. It's fantastic. And in the new year, they've got two new products that you want to check out. How about the OG's Naturals? And also you got the big OG's, as big as your face. They've got uh, 10 milligrams of THC, for a total of 100 milligrams of THC, it's a perforated giant version. It's a big, big OGs. It's where they just combine them all into one, and you can just slice off one, or you could slice off a couple, however, whatever tickles your fancy as far as the gummies go. But, of course, you got to indulge responsibly. Check out what's going on with our friends over at OGs right now. OGsbrands.com. Check them out on your socials. Check them out at your local dispensary as well. They got products for everybody as far as cannabis-infused gummies go. OGsBrands.com, your local dispensary. you got to be 21 years or older. Jim Harbaugh, new head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. Bo, any reaction to that breaking news? Justin Herbert gets his kingmaker finally in, in our guy yeah. Harbs. Look, I mean, that's uh, that's a big old big name with uh, incredible resume, especially at the NFL level. What he did in San Francisco before going back to his alma mater and bringing him a, na- a national championship this uh, earlier this month. Jim Harbaugh, like the ramifications of that, it, it impacts the AFC. And, and you kind of breathe a sigh of relief. You know, he had a second interview with Atlanta. fact that he never really kind of, uh, outside of the Falcons, looked at coming into the Arizona Cardinals conference is is a is is big for the Cardinals because they had to deal with him for so long with the 49ers and like there was they they never beat Harbaugh in the Niners really and then once he left then they had some fun there for a couple of years with the the homeless head coach and Jim Tom Sula and they had uh, Chip Kelly there and then Kyle Shanahan early on had a tough time beating the Cardinals but when it was Harbaugh. They were always ready to play, and they were always ready to go to an NFC championship game. Now it's the AFC West problem, not the NFC West. He's elite, that's for sure. Uh, and kudos to the Chargers for paying paying big bucks for a big-time head coach because, I mean, I think you know Justin Herbert can get overrated by the media, but we both feel like he's a legitimate franchise QB. And like Kyler Murray, like you need an infrastructure. And Brandon Staley, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, they are not – competent NFL head coaches. So kudos to uh, the Chargers for getting it right. Topic 64, 499 Super Chat. We need a top corner, for Christ's sakes. We had Marco <laughs> Wilson the last three years. Topic 64 knows something about quality defensive back play. And I agree. Top corner, where is it going to come from? Free agent, maybe a little draft action. But, yeah, they, they need to add a surplus. And who knows? Hopefully Garrett williams Bow develops into somebody. They've got Starling Thomas, Keytrail Clark to kind of backfill uh, length and athleticism. Let's add it to that group uh, led by Buddha and Jalen Thompson. Merv Bustin, a uh, move 499. 
Y'all see the guys over at your sibling, All City Network, CHGO, get personal and eat each other alive debating Caleb versus Fields. Insanity over there. No, I'm going to have to check that out. Bo, did you see that? I didn't. I didn't. I can only I assume it, that it involved our guy Carm, our guy uh, Braggs, and of course Hogue. I, I, I'm going to have to check this out. But look, you know, things haven't gone exactly the best for the Bears the last uh, two decades since, or three decades since the 85 Super Bowl win, right? I mean, it hasn't been exactly hunky dory, especially at the quarterback position, and people have takes and people take things personal. And I wouldn't have it any other way. I love that they care so much that they're taking things personal over there. I know that uh, their buddy's off the, off the camera and they're not going to take it too much to where they're going to be shutting things down. But a lot, get fiery. But look, the, the, the decision's practically made. Yeah. And, and Justin Fields did it for you. If it wasn't, you know, the, the performance before uh, the finale against Green Bay, it was cemented with the performance against the Packers. Uh, and, and sending the Packers to the playoffs and, and really just kind of shutting down the Bears in this this Justin Fields hype train that really didn't have any wasn't justified. Uh, they're moving forward. They're going to move forward with Caleb Williams. That that's the move. That that's the that's how they can dig themselves out of this ditch and, and put themselves back in the relevancy. Contend with the with the likes of the Lions and, and maybe the Vikings, depending on what they do this offseason, and and make some noise in the NFC North for once. People who, and I'm not saying this to be disingenuous, like there are people in the Chicago market who have personal relationships with Justin Fields that want that relationship to continue past this offseason that will dig their heels in until after a move is done. Like they have his phone number, they have his contact information, and they and they want to be able to say and come out and they you can't you can't be objective. They can't be objective and no. transparent about like Caleb Williams is a better quarterback right now than Justin Fields. They, they're afraid that they would lose that relationship. And I can understand that. So there, there are going to be people that are, that argue hey, it. Look, yeah, go ahead. Over. You know, that's look, true though. It's it, but it, I want to talk to him for a second. Like, yeah. Hey, you guys had some great times, right? Uh, Did they know? Did they even those 10 wins? Don't, don't cry that it's over. Just smile that it happened. It was, it was a great what happened? Literally nothing <laughs> happened. That's exactly right, Johnny. I mean, that's, that's the logical approach that we got sensible Johnny. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, look, it's, it's time to move on and, you know, tomorrow's a new day and you're going to have a new quarterback and maybe create and, and forge a relationship with him. But Justin yeah. feels like she's gone, man. She walked out the door. She's basically walking out the door. You got the letter. It, it was, it, remember the good times, the, the few of them that you had those epic runs and the other epic runs, no passes I can really think of. Uh, but I mean, just remember for what it was, it was, it was, it was a nice relationship, but at the end of the day, it wasn't the relationship. Remember the Clemson game in the college football playoff. <laughs> That's what you remember. Love. This is my favorite super chat of the week. So far Stoucher 92, $10 finally made it to a live stream. I watch all of your shows every day on my way to work. But since I am from oh, Austria, man. it's 1am right now. Best Cardinal show out there. Keep it up. Thank you so much. That means that even with the super chat without it, that is the nicest thing that, that anybody can say for somebody to stay up and, and watch us in the middle of the night that we're part of your routine is about the most humbling thing that, that anybody can say. And, you know, Bo and I are very fortunate. We get to do this podcast together and we have people that, I mean, I took my son to get a haircut last week and, and the guy who ran the barbershop was a fan of the podcast. So 
we we appreciate you all more than you know and, and hopefully we say it enough yeah that's incredible just uh up all night watching phnx cards it's fantastic thank you stoucher for uh chiming in sharing that with us and everybody else in the chat uh we're, we're honored ken i want the that shit dame is on when he's talking fast what it, it might be uh peds as far as using some o- editing in audio software but yeah. uh it, it's good stuff regardless no, i do that stuff. live every single time you that do. it gets played on a phnx show <laughs> sorry to pull back the curtain too far all right so we're not paying money on jair alexander according to sensible bow and just about everybody in the chat that's fine so where are the Cardinals going to spend their money? Well, if PFF is reading the tea leaves, some certain defensive linemen, they're going to be available, and then some big names, maybe not so much. This is from Pro Football Focus as it relates to, listen, they've got an entire group of free agents up to 50 with contract projections and rankings. What we did for the sake of this program is, what about the defensive line? D-tackles and pass rushers? Well, for our audience here on the live stream, The rank on the left-hand side is out of 50, the free agent name, followed by the amount per year. If it's a one-year deal, they are projecting a franchise tag. Josh Allen, franchise tag. Brian Burns, franchise tag. Christian Wilkins, franchise tag. Now, that's not done. Those are projections, though. But looking at this list right now, what stands out to you from our friends at PFF? Uh, I like number six here, Justin Matabuke at four years, $23 million per. He becomes available. That's a big time boost to the defensive line. He plays a position of need for the Cardinals and it immediately kind of transforms the complexion of what they can do up front. You add him to the rotation with Dante still as you bring back a Jonathan Ledbetter, but you got Matabuke kind of the anchor of your defensive line and it, it just changes how they can do things uh, it, it starts to look like what JG was working with in his final year in Philadelphia up front. I, I, I'm i going to tell you, if I'm Brian Burns or Josh Allen or Christian Wilkins, the average money per year would really upset me because Josh Allen and Brian Burns are absolutely worth, if Chris Jones after 30 is worth $30 million a yeah. year, Brian Burns and Josh Allen are. I, I can't imagine they're going to be happy with those. We were also told, Bo, by I think it was Trevor Sycamore or it might be Brad Spielberger, Josh Allen could hit the market and they could opt to tag Calvin Ridley. Now that's not that's still undecided. Christian Wilkins is he going to be back in Miami? They're changing defensive coordinators. Vic Fangio is out. Wilkins had his best one of his best years of his career. Do they just opt to let him leave? I think Leonard Williams at three years just under over seventeen million. I'm with you at Metabuke. That's got to be your first target if he's available, and you're probably going to have to pay him $100 million. But yeah. if Leonard Williams is your you know, second prize, second place prize, that's not a bad place to be. I mean, like, I think we take it for granted. He's been on a bunch of teams. He's just produces everywhere. Now, like, is he a complete defensive game changer? No, but he's a really good five or three technique, depending on what you run. The Cardinals would probably use him as a three technique defensive tackle. The yeah. Cardinals desperately need that. So I think like the team that signs Chris Jones, like Buffalo, when they traded for Von Miller, they're going to say, just change the complexity of our defense. I don't think you're going to get that with Chris Jones. Yeah. But like if you if you understand what you're getting in these guys, that they're not going to come in and be, you know, um, what everybody assumed in Dominican Sue was going to be when he went to Miami. It's just like these are guys that are just coming in to fill a role. And if the price scares you off, welcome to free agency. <laughs> 
Yeah, you look at a guy like Bryce Huff from the Jets. He's a guy who didn't really start for them, but he had double-digit sacks this season. Probably more like of a 4-3 defensive end type. Uh, kind of the size, 6'3", 250 of uh, Zayvon Collins. So yeah, I, I don't know if he's a scheme fit necessarily for the Arizona Cardinals, but yeah, you look at these guys. Daniil Hunter also. like You talk about Allen and Burns. That might be also an option too. Uh, it, uh, as far as the edge players go, but I agree. Like Leonard Williams, if Metabuke or Wilkins, they they just don't that nothing materializes as far as them and conversations with the Cardinals. He absolutely would would be a good player to turn to to revamping your defensive line. I just like I I see these names, and I'm sure people will say, and rightfully so. Like these names toward the bottom of the list don't get me super excited. They're B B plus guys. Like that's what free agency is. Like, yeah, you and you're gonna have to pay a money for a B to B plus guy, and you know who you should be blaming for that, Steve Kime. But it's here's the difference: Would you rather the Cardinals go out and they spend a money on B players so they can field a competent defensive line next year, or would you rather the Cardinals not do that and subsequently get run over by San Francisco and the Los Angeles Rams again? That's the choice. So I like I have no patience for, and it's not our chat, but there are people on Twitter saying. Free agency is overrated. Just build through the draft. And yes, build the team through the draft. You cannot sit out free agency when your defensive line, your front seven looks like the Cardinals. You need help tomorrow, yesterday. And so, I, I again, like I expect the Cardinals to spend. I would be very disappointed if one of those players on the list we just saw was not an Arizona Cardinal at some point within the first seven to ten days of free agency in March. But just to sit back and say, we're going to just run it back and sign guys in April, May, June, like that failed. Maybe it maybe it succeeded for what the Cardinals were supposed to be. The expectations have changed now in 2024. You are expected to win games, compete for a postseason berth. Your defensive line was laughably bad. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm preaching to the choir. You guys get it. And I think Gannon and Austin Ford get it. But I I'm sorry. Like. You 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 were put in this position by your heir apparent and Steve Kime, by your predecessor, I should say. So now you have to clean up his mess, and that's spending money on guys like Leonard Williams. Even if that's like you could spend money on Leonard Williams now, and then say I'm not ever going to do this again. Okay, yeah. then work your way through that contract and draft somebody in the next one to three years to make sure you don't have to do that. Right. You're you're gonna you're gonna go out there and you're gonna buy yourself. You're gonna spend money on a nice, reliable Toyota, right? It's gonna get yeah. you high mileage. It's gonna perform for you, right? And and you have to do that. Sometimes it's it's necessary. Uh, as far as like where the where the defensive line is, like it's just they have to get a player there, if not two. Multiple. You can you can flex a little bit if you're Monty Austin for it with your ability to kind of watch tape and maybe find some diamonds in the rough. But yeah. you have to find, in my opinion interior and on the edge two proven commodities on this defensive front it's it's in so dire need of it you have to get the at least two players and throw just dollar cash at them just throw the money at them and figure out a way to 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 out negotiate the other teams out there like christian wilkins it's going to be tough like if, if everything's even and you got you know the tax situation down in florida he might just decide to stay with the Dolphins and, and depending on who they get in there as their defensive coordinators, they parted ways with Vic Fangio today. So, I mean, I think that you have to get defensive line players uh, in the building that are proven commodities that have, have, you know, proven resumes in this league. 
Pedro, speaking the truth here, build through the draft, tweak through free agency. Yeah, it's like the draft is the cake and the icing is free agency. Yeah, But you still need the icing. Nobody likes to eat dry cake, right? So I, I think the Cardinals have shown you at certain points this season, they can go out and find a guard. They can start a couple journeymen there. They can go out and supplement a backup tight end. They can make it work with some veteran corners and some undrafted guys. You cannot mess around on the defensive line. You just can't. And there are games that they would have lost if the opposing play callers just said, we are going to line up and run it four straight times and pick up first downs. Like if Philadelphia had done that, maybe even the Pittsburgh Steelers, Cardinals don't win that game. Atlanta Falcons, B. John Robinson ran all over them. It was their big, and they had a lot of Achilles heels this year. It was their biggest Achilles heel. You have to get back to basics and be able to at least be competent stopping the run and then work your way down from there. If you're three teams in your division, and I know a lot's going on in, in Seattle, and we don't know what the future looks like as far as its coaching staff, but they've got Kenneth Walker, they've got Charbonnet, they've invested in the offensive line. You know what San Francisco's about, and they're always going to be about. And you know what Sean McVay likes to do, and he's got Kyron Williams, and he's drafted a, just a stud guard, and they're rebuilding their offensive line. Like, if those three teams wanted to, they could game plan to beat the Arizona Cardinals every time with just forcing the ball down their throat and to exposing that defensive line. And the way that they change that is this offseason by upgrading the personnel. And they've got to do it in several different ways. And that's, you know, free agency is the first opportunity. Look at and review the trade market. And then, of course, the draft. And you've got to invest heavily. And you have it reliably sourced that they're going to do so. And that's, they have to. It's a necessity. Corey, this is $2.99. If we buy a toilet, then Marvin Harrison Jr. is the bidet. Uh, I, that's an interesting analogy. I think Mar- Marvin Harrison Jr. is a, I don't know, what's the nicest thing in your bathroom at your house? Do you have like a freestanding tub? Like a freestanding <laughs> bathtub? The one with the really big feet, you know? I think that's Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay. Like you got a bathtub with some jets on it or something? Yeah, yeah. One okay. of those, you like know. Like a spa? Yeah, it's all he's a home spa, but like if you need a home spa consistently, like you want to have you know luxury, but also it's efficient. Uh, Richard, dollar 99, would you trade Zayvon Collins for Brian Burns? Uh, yes, I would. The Carolina Panthers would not do that, but like, <laughs> could he be a throw in? I don't think anybody wants to take on Zayvon's money for the lack of production because uh, as much as I like Zayvon. And yeah. he's still on his rookie deal. He was the 15th or 16th overall pick. Like he's 16th overall pick. He's making decent money now in the last year of his deal. So I, I think if they want Brian Burns, it's going to be in the form of draft capital. They have nothing to offer. Carolina is all in on offense to save and salvage Bryce Young's <laughs> career. So if that's the case, it's like tackle, guard, receiver, tight end. Like you know who you know who the Carolina Panthers would ask for in exchange. They would want like Trey McBride. And we're not doing that. But they would say, yeah, give us Trey McBride and a pick, and we'll give you Brian Bird. Hello? Money, you still there? Hello? No, goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, that's an easy no. Zayvon is is an easy yes. I I think if you're able to kind of, if if an opposing team, if one of the other 31 teams views him as uh, a trade ship, Mm -hmm. then fine. That's good. Then you did your job this past season in, in really showing that, hey, with the right coaching, this is somebody that can hang at this position in the NFL. 
otherwise, they just hang on to him. They probably, you know, most likely decline the fifth year option. And that's something that, you know, first time we'll get to chat with, with Monty Ostrov, probably going to be like the NFL combine. We'll ask him, you know, Zayvon Collins, you make a decision on his fifth year option. So uh, it, it seems like it's a slam dunk that they're not. He's not going to be a guy that you're going to pay $12 million next season. Um, and you're just going to Hassan Reddick it. And I know that it worked out for Reddick. Now Zayvon Collins has to do the very same for himself and be ultra productive in his final year of his rookie deal. Um, Blaine saying Zayvon was the highest graded defender on the team uh, via PFF. And he, and like, I think that's true. I'm not saying yeah. Blaine is inaccurate, but he's a pass rusher and he hadn't like minimal. It was in the, it was in the low 70s. Yes. It was like, you know, between 71.5 and like 70, you know, he's it's worth the roster spot. Like he's, he's absolutely like a rotational defensive lineman, but they like, he was picked to be an impact player. He's not an impact player. And then he's also changing positions. So like, what do you do with a guy like that? I think, I think he's going to be on the team and like, could he stick around past his rookie deal? Sure. Like they could come up with a deal, like maybe similar to what Gardeck got paid once upon a time, just come back, be a rotational player. We love you in the locker room, supplement the starters on, you know, rundowns, but like he, they need guys who can project to be eight to 12 sack guys a year to right. start a defensive end. They have maybe one guy in BJ Ojolari who can do that. And they're going to go find more. Yeah. There's a lot to like, like, the the fact that he just played a brand new position and to Blaine's point, he was the the top guy as far as yeah. defensive grades on PFF, you know, that that's good. Right. And that's because of the things that he did as far as from, cause he's an outside linebacker from a coverage standpoint, from a run stopping standpoint, but as far as what you pay premium dollars for and, and what you really like, you, 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 I guess kind of, zero in on it and you you say this is something we want to invest in is getting after the quarterback like that's why it's such an important position you got to show the ability to get opposing quarterbacks on the turf they really didn't do that this season especially the, the entire group didn't show it the final six seven games of the season they just had one sack and it was justin fields kind of running out of bounds like it was it was one sack like there just wasn't enough pressure from that entire group and like i can't sit here and say well Let's just see how it does next season. Like, I think that this a facelift is coming and the or, this is an organization that like they, they might like how Zabin, how he was willing, he took on the coaching and willing to do whatever was asked. But at the same time, you need to marry that with somebody that's able to be productive as you need from that position. Yeah, they got to invest uh, big time up front. You guys might need to invest with our friends at Desert Financial Credit Union. We talked about them earlier in the show. It's the official credit union of the venerable household. How about the Arizona Cardinals? For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union dedicating to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. The team are financial experts who are committed to their members and the community here in the Valley and beyond, offering financial solutions tailored to helping real people like you and I achieve their financial goals and dreams. They are loaded. Checking accounts, savings, mortgages, loans, credit card investment options, and more. Check them out. DesertFinancial.com. Sign up. It takes a mere matter of minutes. And guess what? You get your debit card in the mail shortly after the fact that debit card, well, it's the Red Sea Arizona Cardinal Visa debit card. Again, check them out, 
desertfinancial.com slash cardinals. You will not be sorry that you did. You certainly won't, uh, and also you won't be sorry the next time that you fire up the Game Time app. You're trying to get to see the streaking Suns, maybe the Coyotes, check out ASU U of A basketball game. There's a stand-up that you want to see that's coming to town, maybe a music act that you're into. Hit the Game Time app. You don't have to hit it up right now. Get closer to the date of the event that you want to go to. Procrastinate like the best of us, like Johnny and I, Damon does uh, all the time. We procrastinate with us with Game Time. And uh, you download the app right now and you enter the code PHNX and get $20 off your first purchase or you can put in the code Vegas100. What's that about? You get $100 off tickets to the big game. That's right. Game Time the app is going to get you to the big game in Vegas. We'll see who's playing there, but you can reserve your spot with the game time app using that code Vegas 100 to get 100 bucks off your purchase of tickets to see the big one at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. Download the game time app today. Use those promo codes PHNX or Vegas 100, and you're going to save yourself some money. They're always taking care of you. We love game time app. You're going to love it as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Um, accolades coming in the form of NFL honors, the award ceremony here in the next couple of weeks. Of course, that was here in Phoenix last year. Kyler Murray, once upon a time, rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, however, some sites are already naming their accolades specifically from a rookie standpoint. Um, so, uh, breaking news, pro football writers association didn't give the Cardinals any love. Um, you know, so take that for what for what it will. The Athletic, however, has got some competent people on staff. Uh, they released their all-rookie team, and headlining that on the offensive line, one Paris Johnson Jr. bow. Uh, he is joined by our draft crush out of TCU and unfortunately LA Rams, Steve Avilia, uh, Matthew Burragon, Peter Skaronsky of the Titans, and Joe Tipman. Tipman, uh, and then a couple honorable mentions there, but uh standout Paris Johnson Jr. Remains a player to watch for a budding young club. The former Ohio State standout played his best ball for the Cardinals down the stretch. So Paris Johnson Jr., first team all-rookie at right or left tackle, whatever you want to call it, for the athletic. Uh, It's nice to see what we see each and every week. Paris Johnson Jr. being a great player and then given the accolades as such here in the offseason. Yeah, it's been in a quiet award season, obviously, from like Pro Bowls. You get uh, Buddha in there this season and, you know, you look at the stats and you're like, OK, well, he's he's earned it, obviously, by reputation. Yep. And then you see the all pro teams and it's void of uh, Arizona Cardinals. And, and you start to see kind of like the, the finalists for all these 
other awards and accolades, but to finally see some love and some flowers for Paris Johnson Jr. and his rookie campaign where he didn't miss a snap and he had some really rock-solid performances and week in and week out, he was going against some of the top edges and pass rushers in the league and, and holding his own. Uh, I think that it, this is this is great. This is great to kind of see people pay attention in kind of a not not a fully lost year. Obviously, there's a lot of momentum earned and gained at the end of the season for the Arizona Cardinals, but people to kind of identify who some of the people they're going to move forward with. And Paris Johnson Jr. certainly is that. If only uh, you know, I'm not going to crush Monty, but Steve Villiard. I mean, come on, why did, why isn't he a Cardinal? I mean, think about what the offensive line would look like. If they pulled the trigger on that, I mean, well, I had- still, I still have hope for BJ Ojolari, but yet you and I were sitting there on day two of the draft in studio, yeah. and we were it, like, day two of the draft had those premium guards, if you remember, and Avilia was the the headliner, and you and I were very much of the mindset, like, can you imagine if he fell to the Cardinals and he was available, pick thirty four, and the Cardinals traded down, but yeah, he he's a stud. We knew he would be that TCU team. Loved to run the football, and he was their primary blocker. So um, congratulations to Paris. It didn't stop there, though, for the accolades. So while Paris was part of the starting unit, how about this? The Cardinals had two other rookies mentioned, and it might not be the rookies that you think. So uh, the defensive line group were headlined by Jalen Carter, who is many people's pick for defensive rookie of the year, followed by Kobe Turner, the first runner-up, in that group, Dante Stills, six-rounder for the Arizona Cardinals. And then on the running back side of things, it was a pretty loaded running back group. Mm-hmm. Jameer Gibbs, Devon Achene, um, Bijan Robinson, Charbonnet, as you mentioned. How about this? Imari DiMercato is on this list as well. Um, just talking about jack-of-all-trades, being able to contribute on special teams, on passing down. So, uh, you've got one undrafted player. You've got one player going in the sixth round. And then, of course, your first pick, uh, six overall in Paris Johnson Jr. And that doesn't even include Michael Wilson's starter next year, Garrett Williams, B.J. Ojolari starters next year. You know, Keytrail Clark played a lot. Starling Thomas. They got Elijah Higgins, who was a six-rounder. He was a starter at the end of the year. I mean, it, I like what the Athletics said. A budding team, it is a budding yeah. team. Because all these yeah. guys, their best football is in front of them. Yeah, you got guys kind of all over the board and on the offensive line, as you mentioned, the defensive line and people, you know, pound the table, build the trenches. Well, you got two building blocks right there yep. at a one draft and at different ends of the draft spectrum from first round to your your first pick to your last pick. And it's just it's a fantastic job by Monty Osfort. And in between that, as you mentioned, you know, Ojalari, you've got optimism for him. And then Michael Wilson, Garrett Williams and we'll see what you get from John Gaines. Like that's that's a solid haul in just his first year without his scouting department in Monty Austin for it. And the, the ability, if he can repeat that again, Arizona Cardinals or their trajectory, the the direction that they're gonna trend is only gonna be up. The running back group is especially interesting. James Conner, we assume, is gonna be back at his current price tag. Michael Carter's under contract. De Mercado's likely not to go anywhere. And then if you add a back in the third or fourth round. Suddenly that that group's probably one of the strongest on the team. So uh, a lot of positive optimism for this rookie class, and it's great to see them get their flowers because we have been preaching to the high heavens how special of a group it was, and it's great for other people to take notice. You guys should take notice of the many talented peers we have at gophnx.com cranking out articles 
on the regular. I'm talking about Jesse Friedman. I'm talking about Craig Morgan. I'm talking about Gerald Bourget and company. Unlock everything at gophnx.com by becoming a diehard. Pick up a free hat and or shirt every single year you're a diehard. And on top of that, we are doing post-Thursday show diehard Q&As. Myself, Bob Brock, Damon Dog. You guys pop in. Pop yourself a you know a cold one there, and let's talk Cardinal football. Let's ask whatever questions you want. Coming off mute, we had a good time uh, kicking the tires on it last week, getting it up and running. It's the exclusive PHNX Cardinals diehard Q&A following Thursday's show, manana. But you got to be a diehard. Sign up today. It is worth it. Trust me, Bo. Go PHNX.com. Yeah, no offense to my co-host, Johnny Venerable, or our producer, Damon Dog. Uh tired of hearing ourselves talk and for you guys to be able to join the show and voice your opinion, ask your questions, give us your stories. That's fantastic. And the only way that you can get into that exclusive member discord and that discussion, that Q and a uh, becoming a diehard today, go phnx.com. Also get your gear from the phnx locker, the merchandise locker, get yourself that hat that Johnny's repping right now. Maybe the Greg Dorch t-shirt. So many great things in the phnx merchandise locker fantastic uh, a lot of great things coming your way and we just drop a new shirt for u of a the loyalty shirt as oh, well uh, you don't want to miss out on that so many things uh in the merchandise locker go to check it out right now uh what what's our big event coming up as a company that damon dog you can shed line on because we got so much good stuff coming down the pipeline spring basically is in the air here in the valley it was 75 <laughs> degrees today Damon Dog, what's on the what's on the calendar for diehards to look forward to? Well, we have a uh, Suns watch party tonight at Putting World. Uh, there's going to be a pregame, postgame show. Uh, people that bought tickets, un- unlimited beer and wine. Whoa, oh, man. Yeah, good deal. So uh, we're going to have a good time over there tonight. After that, uh, not, not too sure, but I do know uh, we do have a big baseball takeover event that's going to happen in the summer mm. at the pool, which Ooh. is going to be pretty cool. Okay. So we're going to get the pool rented out. That's going to be a good one. That's the pool at the stadium. Yep. Love that. It's a lot of fun. I don't know if you were necessarily allowed to talk about that. But no, we've mentioned it before. All right. On the PHNXD back show. Thanks okay. for watching. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, I was trying to make it Everything. sound like you were dropping some news here, but you you, you wanted to throw me you in. You Damon the would drop break news on this show? that he wouldn't share on Diamondbacks first. How dare you? I, I see this in our uh, our little company chat that Anthony Totri, who's a known uh, Chargers honk, he's he's near tears thinking about Jim Harbaugh. It's just like, can we can we get ourselves together? You're an adult. Let's not. I mean, it's it's a good hire, but come on. Near tears? I'm a big Jim Harbaugh fan, so I'm going to reluctantly say that I approve that. The tears. Yeah. You talk yeah. to Totra every day. He's out of control. Yeah, the guy's starving for a, for a couple wins here and there. You know, just I, give him the W today. I, I'll give him the W, but at the same time, you know, what else is going on there that's making a grown man cry over the hire of a coach? They won the Super Bowl. <laughs> that is give like, yeah. I mean, if it's the hiring of a coach, is one thing, but if you actually do like win that Lombardi Trophy, then what's your reaction then? Jim played for the Chargers, mm-hmm. and he was part of an instrumental group that had Junior Seau and company. I mean, he 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 has an opportunity to bring that franchise back, you know, to relevancy. And I I, think, I don't disagree with it. I don't right, disagree with that. Take it you remember, I, 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 I was tearful. Great hire. Listen to me. 
I was tearful with the Cliff Kingsbury saga in the worst possible way. And what that's the, well, I mean, like you cried the, the incompetence that we saw Did from you cry? the Cliff and Kime. I'm not going to admit that on here. <laughs> I might've been like, I might've had a, a shed a tear that my franchise got it together when they opted to part with the, the prior regime. I think you that's did? all he's saying. We don't listen. Don't try to expose me on my own show. <laughs> you're exposing yourself. No, I'm just trying I mean, to be vulnerable, and you're, and you're you taking advantage of my vulnerability here. Down the middle of the field against the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Super Bowl. That that's something worthy of it. What are we talking about? Hiring and firings? That was 16 years ago. I'm talking. I'm living in the now, and I, <laughs> right now is like I. I understand Brandon Staley. It, I mean, that that got really rough. And the fact yeah. that, like, the Chargers had a chance to get Sean Payton last offseason, didn't want to, and Sean Payton wanted that job. Like, as a Charger fan, I, I'm happy for him. I'm happy right. for him. And I, I yeah. just love I – lo- you know how much I love Jim, so. Ryan Carly hitting us with the $2 Super Chat. Thank you so much, Ryan. Came late with uh, – if B- Caleb doesn't want to go to the Bears, uh, what if K- Caleb Williams doesn't want to be a Bear? It's tough, man. You're going to Chicago. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You have to go to a top three market Look, in the continental yeah. United States. Michael sorry about Jordan that. played in that market. I think you'll be just fine. I think the bears are going to get their act together as a franchise, the same way the Cardinals are trying to, they're getting a new stadium and they're going to, I mean, Eberflus that that's a joke, but I mean, they, they should be the ones hiring Jim Harbaugh today. I mean, that's, that's, that should have been what happened. I, I don't know if Jim would have taken that job. I know he wanted to be on the West Coast. He loves the West Coast. He was at San Diego State, obviously, or San Diego University, I should say, and obviously coached the Niners. But I would be more upset if I was a Bear fan that we didn't fire Eberflus because mm-hmm. I think you're, I think Caleb is going to go there, and I think he's going to have a, a tough time because he's going to have the training wheels on with the, that current staff. But that doesn't – I mean – Yeah, right. I think Waldron's yeah. well-respected on the offensive side of the football. He's got the weapons there. And he's a talented, he's a talented player. Fair, fair. And the NFC is not a gauntlet. So I think we'd hear more about Caleb not wanting to be a bear if that was truly yeah. what's going to happen. I think that but, time has passed. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I mean, Florio's out there turning out 1500 words on it. Uh, but it, it like in really- a weird, in a weird way, like Carolina, Jacksonville, like if Bryce Young and Trevor Lawrence go to those franchises, Caleb Williams can't go to the bears. Come on. Kyler Murray came to the Cardinals after they just drafted a quarterback. After they just, yep. was, so it's like, if you're picking first, and I know the Bears, it's via a trade, typically you're pretty bad. So that's why you get the quarterback, to try to change your fortune. That's how that's the beauty of the NFL. I love Major League Baseball, and I love the NBA. I hate the lottery system. I think that's mm-hmm. just such a deterrent as a fan trying to, like, you you just gutted through this kind of season if you're a Cardinal fan, and then, like, a lottery happens and what, they're picking 12th overall Come on, get out of here with that trash. The NFL does it right, and Caleb Williams, as much as I think he's going to be a superstar, is going to be a cog in the machine. He can be a big cog, but he let's talk about, like, I run everything. I also think, Bo, he was humbled this year by how mediocre USC was. Yeah, I don't think he's got no leg to stand on. I saw on Twitter today more love from one Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, a couple of different people picked it up. I saw it from Red Sea Vic. He screen-capped. Marvin liking the cr- absolute crazy Larry Fitzgerald playoff run in 2008, where he's, you know, just going nuts, putting up huge numbers, including that one go ahead touchdown at the, at the time. 
but Marvin Harrison Jr. just uh, hitting a little like. And you should hit a like button on this video right now. Like this video, like Marvin Harrison Jr. likes Cardinals content on Twitter. Like this video. It does us a great service. We appreciate everybody in the chat. We've got another super chat here before we get out of here, Johnny. Yeah, Peyton Wilson out of NC State would fit here, according to Ben, the Cardinals fan. Um, I think he's a linebacker. a linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I well, they need some. If he's a day three pick, Ben, I'm all for it. I can't say I watched a lot of his tape. The linebackers that are going to be drafted and developed here are probably going to be day three picks. And if he if he can play, then yeah, absolutely. Bring him on board. They, you know, they'll I think they'll draft a linebacker. They got enough picks. Go and you can splurge a little bit on a running back and a linebacker, but you got to continue to take your your vitamins and eat your vegetables early in the you know yeah. first couple I, rounds. But I, I, heard, I heard Wilson was a nightmare for Drake May. He had a tough time with NC State this season. <laughs> Steve Kimes a big advocate for Peyton Wilson. Oh, man. He'd be alma mater. an NC State player. He'd be off-ball linebacker. Peyton Wilson be a first-round pick under Steve Kimes. I think he's big, too. I think he's like 6'3 or 6'4. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like I remember that famous saying of, Simmons and David Collins are going to be like two trees in the middle of the defense, and they're just going to cover everything mm. that literally could not have been less factual. So, but I welcome Peyton Wilson if he wants to be there. Uh, Fishbowl Flash, maybe Johnny can have a run into Marvin Harrison Jr. like he did Anthony Richardson last year. Uh, he's alluding to my bathroom incident with Anthony Richardson last year, and Wait, it really wasn't an incident. incident. It wasn't an it incident. It really wasn't an incident. You I just guys went to the restroom at the same time, and I just I tried to talk to him, and he was. <laughs> That's fine. I don't think Marvin's going to be subjected to the public restroom that the rest of us have to. No, into. no. That was a quarterback prospect. I Anthony think Richardson, he was Anthony. He, you know, he, he, he was ingratiating himself overall last year. He was ingratiating himself, and he was making sure everybody knew that he was just oh, down to earth. Great, you think that was a part of his pre-draft move, where he said, well, "You know, it what? worked, I'm didn't it? Be a man of the people. I'm going to use the public restroom just like anybody else." It worked, didn't it? Got him drafted on and, top. And of him. the the, the NFL's talent evaluator is like, "Did you see Richardson? He went to he was he, in the bathroom with yeah, us writers. He's okay he, by me. Yeah, he, I'm going to walked in with some some schlub podcaster. I think follow hey, schlub. <laughs> schlubby boy. No, that's." Listen, I Marvin Harrison Jr. can use, you know, gold-plated toilets and and never speak to me and make eye contact with me, and I will still bow at his feet if he yeah. becomes an Arizona Cardinal. Um, you shed tears. Yeah, I would. I would. I will get emotional if they draft him for sure. Well, I hope that that comes to fruition. I hope that that dream of yours. I, you I hope mean that, that you're you that. you're we're at our draft party and you're just you're bawling like a baby, and I'm the one keeping it together. Driving this ship <laughs> while you here's while we, all, we only have like 12 more hours water. of coverage to do. That's the best part. <laughs> we draft Marvin fourth overall, and it's like, all right, Johnny, keep it together for the rest of this four hour show. And then the next few <laughs> days, we're live for a combined 10 You're hours. Just breaking down periodically, just in tears. That would be great. That would be and great. And then on concept. the flip side, if they don't get them, like, how will I go on? That it'll be like weekend of Bernie's. You're gonna have to prop me up. I'm just gonna be like this. Times would be tough. Yeah. Boston, board saying, that, Boston board saying, I better cry if we get MHJ. Look, I'll be excited. I think that's going to be an electric time, but I mean, I'm not going to cry. I'll How did the show get here? Johnny. How did we get to this point in the show? We're both like combative with the chat. Listen, I'm not going to cry if we draft Marvin Harrison. <laughs> not even if there's a fire. I'm just going to push it down. All those tears of joy. 
you better cry. You guys better like this video. Can you like this video and get it to 300 likes? And then also drop a comment. Johnny might cry. Below. He might tear up. No, come on. Why are you doing that? <laughs> he might get emotional. <laughs> Cut that out. Uh, I'm emotional for all of you in the best possible way. We're back on Thursday, and we want to see your mock drafts tomorrow. Send us your mock drafts. Bo and I will collect them, and then we will put them on display in the show tomorrow, and we will go back to grading mocks from the audience until we think of a better name for that segment. Marcus saying he'll cry with me. Thank you, Marcus. Let's cry together. It's okay for a grown adult <laughs> man to cry. In fact, it's healthy. But tomorrow, let's cry of laughter from the crazy mock drafts that you guys send in, Bo. Absolutely. Can't wait for it. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. You got Suns watch party tonight at Putting World. You got a Yotes game already in action. PHNX Coyotes, PHNX Suns. They got your post games headed your way. Enjoy those the rest of your Wednesday. We will talk to you on a Thursday edition of PHNX Cardinals.